jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Anthony! Wake up. I have something exciting to tell you. Okay, we're recording in my bedroom. Alright, what's going on? (laughs) <laughs> First of all, you look adorable while you sleep. Oh, oh, thank you. I no. wait, wait a second. Okay, <laughs> uh, just like a little baby. Oh, um, <laughs> um, no, but I, you know how neither of us is, I would say, anticipating Halloween kills. I mean, I did pre-order the Blu-ray and the NECA action figure, but I'm still enraged about it, yes. Okay, well... Yeah. Uh, like all collect- good horror fans. Yeah, a collector's gotta collect, you know? Thank- yes. So, Thank but- you for using the path in my hoard in my bedroom, too, to get to that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, I was reading an interview with the fellow who plays Michael Myers... And he said something that I think is going to actually get us both really excited. Oh, sweet God. What is it? To see this movie. And that is, well, to play this part, of course, he had to spend a weekend at a psych ward, you know, because how else could you prepare for this Um, role? Okay. Okay. And it's et cetera, et cetera. So he had, you know, a doctor contact there after he got out. And, well, apparently, while shooting the movie, whenever he would kill somebody, he would get an erection. And so, you know, he asked the doctor about that. And the doctor was like, oh, yeah, you know, like some people when they were in Vietnam and they were shooting their guns and stuff, they would get erections. It's no big deal. Hey, Stacy, could you reach behind you and grab that (laughs) leather belt for me to bite down on? It's just something I like to do when I wake up in the mornings. So that's a little Easter egg or a few Easter eggs to look for in Halloween Kills. Hey, Stacey, can you just give me one second? (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck? So do you want eggs? (laughs) Yeah, not anymore. Oh my god, Uh, what the fuck? What? 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 Yeah, I... What? Why would you tell anyone that? Wait, so he was... He would... When they're on set making a film... Yeah. After his visits to Psych Ward to research how to play The Shape of All Evil... Yeah. Who is... It was not necessarily... um, a mentally ill person, but is literally just the personification of all evil. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, he would act out a death scene, and then he would get a boner. Yeah. Yeah. On set. On set. Yeah. In his little Oshkosh Bagashis. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know why you would tell anyone that. <laughs> oh, my God.
So I really can't. <laughs> I really can't wait for Halloween kills. I feel like this just tells us this is going to be so much less of the aggro dude fantasy that the the first <laughs> H4O was. I mean, it just, to me, it just tells you how into the, like, he just loses himself in the role, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he's really losing something. I'm yeah. really, I'm, wow, I'm just shocked that he would, I mean, one, I'm shocked that that's a thing. And I'm, two, I'm shocked that he would say that. Three, I'm very shocked he would say that. Three, I'm shocked that that's not all over the internet. Yeah. Because I have not even seen or glimpsed this. This was, uh, he said this at a convention. This, oh, and I'm sure, oh my god, can you imagine what those responses were probably like? Yeah, no, so, you know what, it's, you know, Michael, when, uh, it's funny when you say that because I get a boner when I watch it. <laughs> he says that, and everyone in convention hall just, like, goes a little silent and looks down. <laughs> Except for that one guy who's like, yeah! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought you'd like that. I'm yeah. really excited to see Judy Greer in this film. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll kill her, right? Oh, my God. Oh, every... Ew! Because here's the thing is, like, you know, I'm probably going to watch it. Like, we might watch it for the show just to, like, get our hate back. Like uh, may- maybe maybe by that point, Mother of Tears will have come now, and we're like, <laughs> you know, we're like, okay, we love this movie, but like we've been too positive, and we've only done seven episodes in a row about Mother of Tears, and the fans keep telling us to stop. Yeah. So let's let's do H H four O one point oh so that right. we can you know level things out. But then we're gonna be watching that, and every time someone, every time, I'm gonna be looking for it. It's just going to be, it's just going to be right there, just poking us in the shoulder. Yeah. He's going to stab them all twice. Oh, that's one 4D experience. <laughs> I, I say, leave me out. Yeah, I hope it doesn't go to IMAX. Oh, no. George Lucas is like, we invented a uh, new technology, so yeah. um, the boner. <laughs> you, to- can, you can hear it pressing against the fabric. <laughs> James Cameron has <laughs> Sigourney Weaver plan. Oh no! Okay. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. So that was a great little tidbit. So I just uh, this just tells me that Danny McBride and whoever what Pineapple Express man are just David Gordon really yeah. yeah they're just really uh you know I'm sad they didn't do the remake of Suspiria like they were supposed to. <laughs> Who knows what they could have come up with for that? Imagine how many too bad episodes. this guy. Too bad this guy wasn't playing Susie Banyan yeah. or Madame Blanc. <laughs> but he probably would make a great Marcos. That's true. That's true. <laughs> "Quote unquote baby arm." Oh no! Is that waving at me? Is it wa- oh, don't point that at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it makes noise <laughs> thank you for thank you for um one intruding in my private space and two i mean i had know, to tell you <laughs> i know we have a yes yeah i know and we have a shared mortgage and whatever so that's thank you but like i'm, I'm glad that you're keeping a, a home slice informed yeah 
I'm looking out for you. I'm looking out as, for everybody who's listening to this, quite frankly. As trapped under a face hugger as I feel right now <laughs> by this revelation. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't they put some kind of a warning on the film? I didn't consent to see him get his jollies off of pretend killing people. Listen, I am feel I am right there with that awful millennial Gen Z Gen Zer at at Pride right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yuck that yum. <laughs> yeah. Why would you say that out loud? Even if he had to talk to the doctor about it and be like, is this normal for me to, for this to happen? Like, don't bring it to fucking Monster Con or whatever. Like, that's like, that's like literally, that's like, that's sadism. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what is happening? Yeah. Why is it, and he's intentionally eroticizing. I mean, and here's, I'm not anti-boner. I'm very pro-boner. I would imagine you are. Thank you. Like, it's on my bumper sticker, right next to the bumper (laughs) sticker that says marriage is between one man and one woman, and then the other one that says a child needs both parents. Um, But, but no, but this, like, this aggro dude, gross straight dude, like, murder fantasy boner, keep it, keep that out of my economy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't we have enough to contend with these days? Listen, the world is is just one aggro dude boner just flapping at us. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... A, like one of those things outside of a car dealership. <laughs> yeah, just wait. Just dancing up <laughs> Just and down. dancing around. <laughs> just having the feel-good time of her life. <laughs> Remember... Right. Remember when Halloween um, was a movie about just, like, three uh, women friends doing their best to survive a horrible onslaught of toxic masculinity? Yeah, I do. (laughs) That was 40 years ago, and it's so much more ahead of these movies. It's just... I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The earth is right to burn us. Right, we've just made up mess of things. This one's for Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Gaia <laughs> burns the rainforest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. So there you go. That's uh, that's some news for you. Thanks, I guess. You're welcome. I'm, <laughs> I'm here to provide. Here to provide. Oh, speaking of provide. Yeah. Now, you know, we've had the sponsored content. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, let's call them what they are. They're commercials, right? Let's it's not a, be all coy about it. It's a commercial break. Yeah. We are taking money uh, from people to put on their jingles. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, the money is no joke. I, we've earned... Hold on. Let me let me pull up QuickBooks real quick. Yeah. Uh, what's our what's our Vanna White tabulation screen? We right? have earned 38 cents from our sponsored content. Oh, my God. Stacy, we're like Scrooge McDuck. So, I know. I, I'm going to dive right into it. <laughs> Just dive onto those 38 <laughs> pennies. <laughs> That's the Please. thought I heard earlier. It is. It is. I'm not proud, but, you know. <laughs> I always wanted to do it. So, uh, you know, some of you have commented on the sponsored content, and uh, I know it's Gaylords 2.0, but we've got bills to pay. But this week is very exciting because it's not just a commercial. I don't know how we managed to get this. What's coming? But this is a big deal. This is exclusive. 
This is exclusive. This is a world premiere. This is a world premiere. I'm just going to say everything you say. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a world exclusive world premiere of a fucking movie trailer. A brand new, never before seen upcoming film release. Yeah. So enjoy. Or don't. It's your life. Stacy, we're trying to get money. Roll the trailer. You want to run. You want to hide. But you cannot escape. The nightmare. Oh, Chad. Do we have to do it in this musty old graveyard? But Lisa, I'm so horny. Besides, where else could we do it? Okay. What's that? What's what? Over there. Behind that headstone. It's a baby. Hey, get out of here, baby. What are you looking at? What are you, huh? Some kind of pervert or something? Chad, look out. It's coming this way. Oh, God, how does it move so fast? Run, Lisa. Run. Nights of terror, days of horror. Prepare for the most shocking violence you've ever seen, because this baby's first word is die. Magda, I have to be honest, I don't like the way your baby looks at me. What are you talking about? It's just a baby. It's a big baby, Magda, and it looks very mean. My baby is regular-sized, Carl, and it's not mean. I'll prove it to you. Here, I'll just... Just pick it up. Now, come on. Give it a hug. Don't point it at me. Magda! Oh, God, no! Oh, no! Baby! Baby! Baby, what have you done? You cannot run. You cannot hide. You cannot escape because baby will kill you. Rated R. All right. Well, I don't know. They didn't say when that movie's coming out, but I am going to be first in fucking line. I can't wait. I think this is exactly the kind of entertainment we need in America today. Mm-hmm. You know, the ask hard hitting sociologically pointed questions. Right. Will baby kill you? <laughs> it says it will, so it will. We'll find out. Hey, that's a promise I can believe in. <laughs> that's right. It's kind of the opposite of fake news, honestly. So, uh, yeah, go see it when it comes out, I guess. Yeah, it would have been helpful if, for their promotion if they had, you know, mentioned any information about well... where, when. <laughs> a hashtag. <laughs> oh, a hashtag. Well... That's what antiquated movies that are suddenly being released today miss out on, you know? They don't have... How... That's why, no, but that's why they keep remaking Black Christmas, because it didn't have a hashtag. That's true. Or its own dedicated website. Remember, movies used to have dedicated websites, too. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of went away, huh? Yeah. Visit www.babywillkillyou.com. I remember... Oh, my God. I remember Scream 3. The website for Scream 3 was the film studio. 
Wow. And it was trying to convince you that this film studio really existed. I was like, you guys, <laughs> when you're on the third sequel, you can't really Blair Witch it. <laughs> like, it just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. At least they tried, though. Now it's just they have a Facebook page. Yeah, they put they put Justin Bieber on a Snapchat saying, hey, you guys, check out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Maybe he'll for what, hey. I know you follow him, so let me know if he does anything for Baby Will Kill You. I will. I'll screen cap it. <laughs> Thank you. I'll print it out just for you. I'll put it in I'll my... I'll tuck it in my Bible. I'll put it in your Bible. <laughs> uh, that's a little joke from our last episode where we talked about Orphan. For I... those of you who are... This is your first episode of Gaylords. And also, if this is your first episode, congratulations, the burning will go away soon. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, today's movie. 1978. Alucarda, which, spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen Alucarda and are wondering, no, it is not about somebody who is a secret Mrs. Dracula. Which is what I said the second you brought the movie up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Secret Mrs. Dracula? <laughs> yeah. It is Which is no. also a movie I think yeah. we need to see. Yes, it is. Secret Mrs. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I kind of wish this, I mean, I love Alucarda, but now, when I think of the possibilities. She was a missed opportunity. She was a missed opportunity. No, Al- no she's just a uh, Satan-worshipping lesbian. Oh, another one. Just another. I mean, aren't they all? I just feel like the market is just swamped at this point. (laughs) It's all we have. Let us have it. Let us have some fun, people. Yeah. So this was your first time seeing Alucarda, yeah? Yeah. I I mean, I had, like, heard the name, and I always just assumed it was another The Secret Mrs. Dracula slash vampire movie. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea what cacophony of delights i was in for boy no one ever is uh i don't know do you want to tell them what it's about or do you want me to tell them what it's about uh you go for this one one. (laughs) (laughs) well okay first of all this movie feels like the most extreme crazy hammer film yes Yes, that's in my notes. Like, it just has that sort of fairy tale. Everything is very obviously a set, but we're okay with that. All these Mm -hmm. environments, you know? It's just, this movie fucking rules, man. Oh, it's so good. Let's just get that out of the way right up front. It's like fucking metal. It is metal as fuck, and it (laughs) rules so hard. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so uh, it's the uh, early uh, 19th century. A young woman gives birth in this uh, mausoleum-y kind of crypt place. Oh, I thought you were going to say she gives birth in a full green velvet dress. Because she does. Because she does. <laughs> she probably pulled her tights down. It's fine. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Someone the takes baby her... came out the foot. <laughs> she, she had a hole in the toe. <laughs> <laughs> She's crowning. 
clothes. Get her out of there. <laughs> so she gives birth to Alucarda. Alucarda is immediately taken away by a nun. Um, and then the woman hears some creepy voices and looks around and there's some demonic statues. And then that's that. We don't know what happens. Yep. But we find out what happens, right? Mm-hmm. So we fast forward 15 years, and this is an orphanage out in the countryside, 1865, uh, and it's like an extreme cloister orphanage. The nuns are dressed up like mummies, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it, it took me until halfway through the movie when you see why they're dressed like that. Yeah. To figure out why the fuck they were dressed like that. Yeah, these are like no nuns you've ever seen in your life. These are these are these are the special kinds of nuns that only exist in like either video games made to terrify you with how metal they are, or this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, young Justine shows up at the orphanage. Her parents were both killed, and like within five minutes. She gets in her room, Alucarda is there, and literally within five minutes, they are sharing secrets with each other, they are in love with each other, they are making a death pact together, (laughs) that if one of them dies, they'll both die together. It's, I mean, so lesbian to just- It is the- (laughs) Immediately jump to, I love you, I've never loved anyone as much as I love you, if I'm going to die, die with me, we'll die together. There's only us in the world, right? It is the truest depiction of a lesbian relationship I have ever seen on film. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. they have moved in together and they've gotten the Home Depot card in five minutes. It's it's literally five minutes. It's literally five minutes. It's very heavenly creatures. They're going to run off yes. into the woods and just be gals, be in pals and roll around on the hillside and have secrets that only they know and blah, 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 blah. Oh, uh, I instantly was just standing them so hard. I yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. Alucarda is like the goth at the orphanage. Like she, everybody else is in their frilly little dresses and she's just dressed all in black and she's got her long, dark hair and she just glares at everyone. <laughs> but she's a lot a, of glaring. There's a lot of glaring, but she's immediately smitten with Justine. Um, <clears throat> during one of their, uh, little getaways, they come across this old building out in the woods. It's real creepy. And it turns out it's where Alucarda was born. <gasps> they go inside. Oh, this is, wait, first they come across the, uh, let's call them what they are. They're movie gypsies. Oh, just like I was talking about on the last episode. Yes. And I was like, how did they know that I was just saying this? And that... <laughs> I was too afraid to use that word on the last episode. So yeah. well done, Stacy. I mean, they're movie gypsies, right? Like they're that's not, what they are. Yeah. They're not like real people. This, it's but, not by any means a depiction of actual human beings. No, they're like the traveling fortune tellers. You know, yes. everybody has hair all over the place. Yes, they, and one of them, like the main guy, is like French Canadian Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he uh, gives Alucarda a dagger and, you know, just can I tell you fortunes and blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. So they meet them and then they find the building in the woods and they go in where Alucarda was born and the demon statues start whispering. Like they do. As they do. 
And, uh, you know, they open Lucy Westenra's sarcophagus. I guess her mother was Lucy Westenra. Did you catch that? Yeah, Lucy, <clears throat> Lucy Weston. There's a lot of, uh, they, they, definitely someone was a Dracula stan. Because why else yeah. is her name Alucarda? Why is there a Lucy Weston? Like, it yeah. was like, come on, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they basically open her sarcophagus and let the demons out. And then are they possessed? Are they just feeling satanic ecstasy? Either way, they are ready to live, laugh, Lucifer oh. together, together and make everybody pay. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, the second they go, let's open it. And then. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Possessed yeah. whirling dervish dance. And just mm. it's just balls to the wall metal from that point on. Yeah. Lots of screaming. Um yeah, they're possessed and screaming, and meanwhile, Sister Angelica kind of has a, a you know nun feeling about what's going on, and so she starts praying really hard, and like blood starts leaking out of her pores, mm-hmm. like out of her eyes. But then she's basically sweating blood, and everything. Like this movie is just cuckoo. It's nuts. Kachoo. Yeah. And it's so, sweaty, it's fiery, it's gross, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool as fuck. So then basically it's Alucarda and Justine versus versus the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the middle of a sermon, they'll start like whispering their secrets to each other. And then when they're called out, they'll just stand up and start invoking the name of Satan in the middle of the little chapel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That was the part that Jason was like, can you rewind that? I need to put that on my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Satan, Satan, Satan. <laughs> yeah. So it's like uh, the nuns start getting more and more extreme. The father decides to give them an exorcism because it's not the girls doing this. It's the demons. Yes. Um, the nuns start flagellating themselves and bleeding everywhere. And it's just, it's, it's a crazy fucking movie. It just keeps escalating in craziness. It is so nuts. It's nuts. There's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of hair. There's so much hair. (laughs) There's raining blood. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, people are bleeding out of everywhere. There's nudity. There's an orgy. Like while the nuns are flagellating themselves, uh, Alucarda and Justine are off at an at an orgy at the French Canadian Gypsy uh, nudist coven death cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the exorcism kills Justine. Ends up killing Justine, but then she ends up coming back to life thanks to the power of Satan. Oh, thanks uh, for that power, Satan. Yeah. Uh, she and Alucarda are separated. Alucarda <clears throat> falls in very quickly with the blind daughter of the town doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the doctor finally admits that there are some religious shenanigans afoot. <clears throat> it's not anything that can be explained with science. And so he's on board. He sprinkles some holy water on Justine. She turns well. Turns into a skeleton and dies. Alucarda is pissed, starts glaring at everybody and yelling, Beelzebub! <laughs> and oh all kinds God. of shit. Everything's on fire. Nuns are on fire. Nuns are bleeding. Nuns come back from the dead. It's just crazy and you need to see it and it's on YouTube. 
Yeah, that's where you watched it, right? That's where. Well, I can't find my DVD, so I don't know. Oh, that's so sad. <clears throat> it's really sad. It's in here somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but they, yeah, it's on YouTube, and you really should see Alucarda. It's fucking cuckoo crazy. If you haven't seen it, for real, watch it. It is such a joy. I don't think we really spoiled much, because, I mean, the movie is just balls to wall crazy the entire way through. It's a very brisk, like, 75 minutes. Oh, yeah, it flies by, and it's It flies by. It's all, (laughs) there's no padding, like, at all. It's literally, they fall in love in, like, the first... Minutes. minutes yeah it's and it just gets to the action they are possessed right away they're in love right away just shit gets crazy so yeah which is all kind of surprising for a film from 1978 that it is there's no downtime yeah yeah they usually like the long takes or the the midsection slump where the the man has to figure out what's going on and exhaust all his resources learning blah 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 yeah. And this, he's just like, no, y'all are crazy. And and then he's like, oh, wait, my daughter's going to be a lesbian? Shit, to the house! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Save her from Home Depot. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we should all be safe from Home Depot, but... This is true. But that's okay. Yeah, it's it's just... Uh, oh, boy. I really love this movie. It's great. It's great. It, I was it, I was just like, how have I not seen this? Uh, because I like to, you know, I like to collect a satanic lesbian story. <laughs> right, right. How have I not seen this, which is perhaps the most satanic of the lesbian stories? Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. Why isn't, I don't know why this movie isn't more popular. I think because, I think it's, I mean, probably because it's a lower budget, small release Mexican movie, you know? I guess. It just seems like the kind of thing that horror fans, like cool horror fans, would be all about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just doesn't really have that kind of reputation even, which is yeah. surprising to me. Yeah, I thought it was just, I it, I just thought it was a vampire movie based on that title. Yeah. Like, I had no, I knew, I had no idea that I was in for a film that would ultimately uh, end with a very... I wonder if you noticed this, but a very Suspiria reboot finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the second Alucarda comes in screaming Beelzebub, and each time she screams it at someone, they burst into flames. Yeah. In, in this, <laughs> yeah. like, beautiful moment of retribution, I was like, oh my god, she is Suspiriorum. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. she's taking down the false believers. Yeah. Yeah, she's making them all pay. Yeah. For the loss of her girlfriend. For the loss of her girlfriend. It's so gay. It's, I mean, it's so gay. I actually saw one sort of, I don't know where I was. I think I was looking up the actors and stuff. I think it was maybe Wikipedia and it was like, they're friends and there's hints that maybe their relationship is something more. Oh, come on. And I'm like, yes, they're just satanic gals being pals, I guess, right? Just satanic gals taking off their clothes and stabbing each other's boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Making out, you know, making out, declaring like their never, yeah, declaring their never-ending love for each other, making a death pact together. Like it's just that's what women do. Yeah, you yeah. know what? It, it, it kind of. I had some thoughts uh, around that, thinking about. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I had some thoughts kind of around like that sequence that I always thought was strange in Bram Stoker's Dracula, the, the Coppola version, 
when shit goes down and it's like raining and Lucy and um they Nina, kiss in the garden. They're like kissing in the garden and there's like weird wolf Dracula watching them and everything just goes wild. That that sequence kind of contains a kernel of Alucarda in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sort of that that thing of that uh, romanticist era. Um, fluid women being out in nature, looking at flowers together and sharing like a, a flirty kiss, but they're right. still friends, but there's like kind of a fetishy dude thing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely, it feels like there's kind of that sort of trope in here, but but it's interesting because with Alicarda, even though, I mean, they fall in love instantly. They're both beautiful. Um, yeah. They immediately are taking their clothes off and worshipping the devil. But... <laughs> But, yeah. like, the male gaze in the film feels pretty uh, restrained or, like, I don't know. It feels more about their love and more um, sincere in it, even if they are worshipping the devil and spreading insane killer lesbianism all over this orphanage. Right, yeah. It feels way more invested in their story than, like, judging it. I agree with that. And also the the one nun who is sympathetic mm-hmm. is also basically on their side. Like, she doesn't come out and say, like, they're in love, leave them alone. Yeah, she's, hashtag love wins. The, yeah. famous, the famous scene in the movie. <laughs> I'm an ally. <laughs> Where's my pride? <laughs> yeah, sister ally. And then they light her on fire. Yeah, yeah. But um, who is ultimately used after she dies to kind of take Alucarda down. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does believe in the girls and believe in their innocence and like what they're doing isn't bad. I, I don't, it's a, it's a, it's strange. It's a, it reminded me a little bit of the blood spattered bride where it's like, okay, so who, who am I supposed to, whose side am I supposed to be on here? Mm. And that's because, like that was also on the Daughters of Darkness Blu-ray, right? That's the depressing, yes, sad. Oh right! One. Oh, you didn't watch that. I right. didn't watch it. No. Yeah, I but it's us a, that week. It, it, I forgot that you didn't watch it. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're but fine. I, we already talked about it. Um, but it's it's one of those films. It's like whose side am I supposed to be on? Because who wins in the end? Who's ultimately victorious? Might not actually be the hero of the film, and might not actually be the one we're rooting for. Yeah. And so I just feel that way with Alucarda. That yeah, I read it very much as a tragedy. Like, yeah, you can't help but feel terrible for uh, Justine, and it's awful watching her be even as like a, a semi vampiric Satan lesbian corpse, like become back from the <laughs> dead. You can't feel help but feel terrible when she's getting that holy water splashed on her and it's burning her. Mm-hmm. And then Alucarda, when she comes back for that for vengeance, like. That scene is so satisfying, and her setting everyone on fire is so satisfying because she is getting revenge, uh, and it's deserved. Right. It all, it kicks off when she sees Justine's skeleton. Yeah. You know? It's, I mean, yeah, it's very much, I mean, I think the whole film is really, it's an indictment of religion, and especially hardcore Christianity, Christianity and Catholicism. Yeah. Um, and it's just, again, it's kind of a death of the author who knows what was intended, but it's very, like, just let the gays be gays, man. Yeah. Yeah. Was Juan El Moctezuma, was he, was he, uh, just a pro-satanic dyke or was he trying to make a satanic (laughs) dykes or scary story? But I mean, it kind of works 
both ways, but more in the favor of the Satanic Dyke. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Those, I mean, that, those nuns are fucked. <laughs> this, They're fucked. I, like, the second they show up in, like you said, their mummy couture, mm-hmm. and everything, like, it just looks like they're covered in rust, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Later, you see, like, this is a flagellation cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like they they're they've gone full Da Vinci Code with their like whips and their salises and their <laughs> yeah. all those all those things that they do to atone um, that they just wear these like white outfits that ultimately look a little rusty and stuff because they're just soaked in blood and like yeah. old stains that they can't get out. Yeah, and that's just what they wear day to day as they as they take care of and educate these orphan children. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's, I mean, Alucarda basically says as much when she goes into, when she's forced to go into a confessional, and she finally just, like, lets it rip, and, she, you know, it's like, okay. She farts? She farts. <laughs> she sits in that confessional and just lets out a big one. <laughs> she just lets it go, man. <laughs> and the priest can't handle it, you know? <laughs> Uh, no, but basically she's like, hey, you know, sure, I'm a satanic lesbian, but guess what? We're the ones having fun. We're the ones romping around naked and having sex and living our lives and laughing and lucifering. And loving. And loving. And we're close to nature and all this. And all you people are the barbarians here and you're all uptight and you don't actually enjoy what you have right now, which is life. Mm Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't say anything that's, like, wrong. <laughs> no. Like, she's totally right. She's totally right. So. And from 1978, I mean, it's, like, that's kind of a fascinating moment, too, because it's, like, I mean, watching it in the context of, like, the uh, post-Hammer films um, and, and ongoing Hammer, but then also women's lib and also, the like, beginning to acknowledge, like, gay sexualities, lesbian sexualities. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's interesting that you get you get the sense of like like there's the, the horror movies from this time with like so much Christianity like bleeding through them like it's one thing watching The Conjuring today and being like why is this ultra Christian <laughs> and there's right. this there's this like obsession with demons and Christ and praying that feels really like I I guess that's supposed to be charming or nostalgic for these older films that have that but but these films exist in a place where like that was dying and it but it was still being used to tell a horror story and it kind of it can be critical of that as it it shows that maybe maybe the behavior of these religions are barbaric and they are preventing the expression of 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 femininity or identity liberation you know Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting Mm -hmm. and why would there's no reason not to even if you know alucarda wasn't your bag like justine what's wrong with justine you know yeah how is, how is she a bad guy yeah all she did oh, was she's she's too pretty is that it well she could smile more yeah she could smile they could both smile more they could smile a lot more and, and stop glaring at people <laughs> yeah god made it's... you so pretty why you gotta glare <laughs> yeah but i mean i think this fits right in with some of the other movies that we love that we've talked about and like yeah it has the you know bummer ending kind of but it's about women just wanting to live deliciously oh 
oh, I right? love them. I was so <laughs> here for them as a couple. Just yeah, instant like, and it's so funny because it you can be. I think as queer people, like we can laugh so hard at the at the the instant less like like sudden lesbianism that just happens with them, right? Yeah, uh, be- because of the stereotype. But also, like, I was fully here for it because I'm just like, okay, yeah, let's jump, let's just skip all the longing glances and all the all the guilt and shame bullshit, and let's just get right into them being fucking obsessively in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, also, they're supposed. I mean, I realize that they are thirty year old, fifteen year olds, but they're supposed yes. to be. They're supposed to be fifteen. Oh, everything goes so much. I mean, Lebromeo and Juliet. Come on. Yeah. That's yes. hormones talking. Mm-hmm. So it's even more, you know. So, yeah, it's like it's taken us forty years, I think, to get to a place where these two girls could have a happy ending. Yeah. You know, when you look at all the other, like The Witch or the other movies that we talk about all the time that we're obsessed with. Yeah. You know, in 1978, they probably kind of had to be put down. But. And then you bring your you bring your own politics to how you read that and how you you feel about that ending. Yeah. But today, today. Oh, this would be one that Mm. I mean, if you could remake it right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) get that different ending in there. Watch that yeah. nunnery burn, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so good. I also love, uh, when it comes to nuns, I love, and this is a trope. I mean, talking on, like, last week's episode and tropes we enjoy, but the, the convent gone wild. <laughs> yeah. Which, historically, and even in this film, they reference, oh, well, this happened before at this convent, and this happened at this convent, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um of of this the like throughout the the inquisition and the um uh, i guess that throughout the medieval ages there were these there were so many instances of convents and, and satanic panic and possession stories just going through convents and orgies and i just love seeing those happen on film yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. when they were reading about all the things they were afraid of, that, oh, in 1490, uh, this convent, the convent, the nuns started levitating, and I'm like, it sounds fucking cool as shit. Why, don't, why yeah. are you afraid of this? Yeah, it's called, it's called Capitalize on It, Sell Tickets, like Debbie, 25 cents a pop. <laughs> yeah. You've got your own Chris Angel Mind Freak experience but- <laughs> happening right there. It's a Vegas residency at the Lusco Convent. Like Sister Angelica Mind Freak. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> levitating with bloody crucifixes spinning around her. Yeah, they're like, oh no, all the nuns were having sex and then they were levitating. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and? Sounds like a great time to me. <laughs> I try that every fucking weekend. <laughs> That's, seriously, like, what, how much better is that than walking in, everyone's wearing everybody's bloody yesterday's gowns. Yeah. And just crying, praying silently, uh, gesticulating, uh, uh, um, uh, letting men, one man who just comes in every other week, letting him tell you how to live your life, and then spending the rest of your time whipping yourself and denying yourself, like, food and water and and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Or... That's what or, that was Alucarda's point, and like what is so true is like that super pious lifestyle is such a fucking drag. And 
And it's a goddamn waste. It's a waste of time. Because let's be real. When you die, ain't nothing gonna happen. <laughs> right. Probably I mean, not. except for me. I will... I'll get well, to you'll go transcend. To... Thank yeah. you. I will yeah. transcend, much like Scarlett Johansson in the hit film Lucy, and I will become a flash drive. Um, <laughs> which I still love that that's how that movie ends. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alerts if you have not seen Lucy. I have not seen Lucy, but... Oh, well, I apologize. Now that she ends up as a flash drive... She literally turns into a flash drive. <laughs> and I was high, and I was screaming! <laughs> um... So I, while I will transcend, but it's just, I mean, that's, as I think when I was like a, a little 10 or 11 year old, when I, when I, I, I grew up super Catholic and I, I stopped going to church and despite what my mom said about it being a mortal sin and all this, th- all these things, but it was just like, I, even at that age, I had this sense of like, why would you believe this thing that is so, uh, based in like a culture of oppression from a billion mm-hmm. years ago from an entirely different climate and environment and sociological politic and condition right why would you let that impede your ability to just live your life and be happy when you can see the effects it has on people who d- who just allow themselves to be ruled by that mm-hmm. am i sounding a little satanic here maybe <laughs> but i guess mm-hmm. it's just satan makes sense man eat the butter it does. have a good time eat the butter i mean look even if she didn't end up being mother Suspiriorum, look at Susie banyan as your role model yes. look what she came from yeah to what she to where she went right steal like, the mennonite money steal the money and go get a fucking fur coat <laughs> and go yeah who has more fun? Right? It's always the satanic dykes. That's who. It's always the satanic dykes. I mean, <laughs> get on board, people. <laughs> God, I love Satan and yeah. lesbianism. Yeah. 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 I, think, I love yeah. this movie. Love it's it. true. It's, it was truly a joy. I think, I, yeah, I think... I think maybe that it, maybe the satanic nun is the ideal place to talk about this kind of issue too, or like yeah the com the the either it's always interesting how it's the witch or the nun, right? Two two very oppositional images of either the liberated or repressed woman where we can kind of discuss these things, right? But both are oppressed by religion. Both are ultimately yeah, and both are in many ways servants of religion, mm-hmm. um, in very different ways. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this movie reminded me of the devils you know i've never seen that oh i think we need to talk about it someday it's just it's like tragically out of print i mean it's not even you can't you can just get like burnt copies at conventions really yeah uh because it's for some reason it was just like so controversial i I mean because it, it was essentially a giant british film of the same thing as as in alicarda um yeah Except it's more, it's more of like just another historical instance is based on an Aldous Huxley story um, or novelization based on a historical instance of another Connery, Connery, (laughs) Sean Connery, (laughs) of another, (laughs) of another nunnery, the next door neighbor of Connery, of another nunnery just like going nuts. Hmm. Um, And it's more rooted in reality where there isn't really like any kind of magical satanic liberation, but it's just 
a little bit more Crucible-esque. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I love, I just love A Convent Gone Wild. And The Devils does that great too, where it's like, look at the choices we are making as a society and look at the choices we could make. Right. If we, if we allowed ourselves to drop this bizarre obsession, like self-hating, shaming obsession, um, slash brainwashing, slash conditioning. Right. I'm super into, like, liberation. Yeah. Like, liberation stories, you know? Yeah. And these are, Alucard is fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, The Devils has really great, hilarious uh, moments to it. And it's a Ken Russell film, so it straddles that thing right. of like extreme shock, but also like some camp, but also uh, some d- really legit social commentary. Right. Um, with production designed by Derek Jarman. It was his first film that he worked on. Hmm. So it's just like, it, it feels very gay and, and bonkers. Um, but it's that, yeah, it's that same kind of vibe. Like, it's it's a little less wild than Alicarda in, in, in the magical sense. But but it's that same kind of vibe of, like, come on, people. Let's let's get liberated with it. Also, right. another, another good companion to this movie and to the devils, um, if we're talking demonic nuns slash nuns gone wrong, The Little Hours, which is more of a comedy, mm-hmm. but definitely goes to the exact same places as both of those films. Um hmm. Highly, highly love all of these stories and recommend them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Who <laughs> doesn't want to be a satanic lesbian? Right? Like... It's obviously the correct answer. It's the correct answer. Live, laugh, Lucifer. <laughs> Just looking back at my notes on this, <laughs> the screams in this are so good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. It's very screamy. It's very screamy. Yeah, when it's not filled with those really insightful moments. Like, yeah, I keep thinking back to that Alucarda's uh, words to that priest that you were referencing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I even wrote some of the lines down. Like she wrote, she says, I worship life. You worship death. I love Justine. You love to kill. Yeah. Does that not say it all, man? I mean, that's what it's like. Sacrifice the one life that you know that you have for a life that you hope that you have and that's just when you die that's the waste and that's i mean i can't help but hold like all of these this mode of thinking responsible for where we're at in the planet (laughs) oh sure because it's like if you are so far looking forward to the next lifetime and you're the earth is this evil sinful place of course you're not going to care for it Right. You're just going to either, like, either you're some demented rich person who's just waiting to go to Mars, or you're some poor, conditioned, brainwashed, oppressed person who thinks that your only chance at happiness is in the pearly gates after you've dead, after you've died, and you, you've mm-hmm. suffered for how many years? Mm-hmm. And that's so sad, man! It is. It's really sad. S- sorry, I'm, like, preaching to the choir, but my... Catholic rage is really <laughs> activated by this film and this conversation. It should be. I mean, I think that's the main point of it. I think the any, uh, you know, gay liberation we see in it is probably secondary and wasn't, you know, it's it's about taking down the church. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, Let's blow uh, up the Vatican. 
Los que... <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. And we've just been, you know, sliding more and more in that direction. Now we have like, you know, when you look at, not to get too political, but... I mean, we haven't gotten political at all this episode. Yeah, we've never gotten political on this show ever. But, uh, you you know, you look at the news and you're like, well, how can Christians be on board with Trump and what he's doing? And it's like, they actually think that he's ordained by God. Like, we've been moving into that direction more and more as of late. And it just kind of absolves people like Trump from criticism on that and it like enables them to just basically do whatever they want if and it's really taking us back to the fucking dark ages yeah have you seen those um i actually i would love to collect them and put up like have a museum in well not in my house but maybe in a shed have you seen (laughs) in my murder shed have you seen those uh pictures that like conservative people a lot like share i've seen them shared on facebook um but they're like fake lavish photoshopped paintings of like Jesus standing behind Trump and guiding his hand as he signs mm-hmm. his um, bills or as he signs his executive orders. Yeah. I just pretend that that's Kenny Loggins standing behind him. <laughs> that's actually the truth. And he's telling him where the danger zone is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Trump kneeling before Kenny Loggins in the Oval Office. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's how my slash fiction starts. Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> Where's Michael Myers when you need him? Ooh, Kenny Loggins. And Michael Jr. No. Oh, God. The shape. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he, but I have seen those. It's it, disturbing. It's just, and that's how I feel. Like, when I, uh, that's how I feel. When I get my Alucard vibes going, and I and I, mm-hmm. I think about that kind of thing, I think about this obsession with either rich, crazy people going to Mars or just dying and going to heaven and not giving a shit about any of the people that are left here. Um, I just can't help but but think about all these all these awful, awful things and how how we need we need Alucarda today, man. We all need to be Alucarda. We really do. We need to be Alucarda. <laughs> we need to be Susie Banyan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When, you know, job interview, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Covered Susie, in blood screaming. Susie ripping open her chest. <laughs> you know? First, except it's five minutes. Like, I mean, that's the direction we need to be going in. Yeah. And sure. that's that's why I feel, I, I and I don't even know, like, I don't, I, I get annoyed just as much as I get annoyed with, um, like, loud Christians. I also get annoyed with, like, loud atheists. Um, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't, I don't know if Richard Dawkins counts as one of those, but like, uh, uh, like Bill Maher. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Bill Well, also he's a piece of shit. Oh, he, yeah. You know? <laughs> he should just shut up in general. But, but just yeah. like those smarmy people that are just smarmy about everything. Um, and yet, like simultaneously uh it it freaks me out thinking down the same line of thought it freaks me out anytime like um like in the in the political race anytime a candidate like even obama or anybody like any time people talk about their faith in god or something like what does that have to do with helping us survive as a country slash planet (laughs) right why are we still jump like lowering ourselves to that level like 
did the Enlightenment and the Age of Reason not happen? <laughs> like, why? Right. Well, it did, but then the 1950s happened. Yeah. And we put In God We Trust on our money. And, uh... Stacey, I was told the Founding Fathers did that. <laughs> I did not know that was a direct response to McCarthyism. Yeah. And we put it in our Pledge of Allegiance. And it's like... It, I mean, it all comes down to money. And, like, evangelicals ruling this country. And ruling the world. But, you know... Yeah, no, I've always thought that whenever, like, a president gives a speech and then they're like, and God bless America. It's like, what if you don't believe? What if you, you know, believe in something else? Yeah. Like, if I ever have to go on on the stand, you know, when I'm in, I reenact Chicago and I'm Velma Kelly and I have to go on the stand and I have to put my hand on a Bible... Like, would I just throw it at someone and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Why are we using I, I would put my hand on a Suspiria Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would put my hand on. <laughs> well, the thing, what are we taught in your most basic, like, elementary school history? It's like, well, the pilgrims came to here because... They were fleeing from religious persecution. <laughs> and and Squanto so taught them to eat. <laughs> yeah. And so they gave him a blanket and he gave them some corn. <laughs> and they were all friends. And they had dinner. <laughs> and then the Indians just said, okay, you can have it if you want it. That's fine. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. We're going to open a casino. <laughs> yeah. So you hear that, like, religious persecution, and you think that it's a boat. You know, the Mayflower was a boat full of Alucardas and Susie Banyans, etc., coming over here. It's like, no, it was the fucking super pious Puritans coming over here. Yeah. Who, who were, like, too extreme. Just like in The Witch, where it's like, that's mm-hmm. the family that's too fucking Puritan for the Puritans. Yeah. That was like, all those of those pilgrim the motherfuckers. Yes, that's who was coming over here, you know? And so it's, uh, you know. We need everything. the freedom to practice our religion of hanging witches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to practice the freedom of telling everyone they must do exactly as we say. <laughs> so... I don't know. It's almost as if this is a gigantic structural problem. Dating back to our very inception. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost hundreds of years. Could be. Could be. Hmm. What is the solution? I don't know. Uh, Go in the woods. Get in your naked drum circle. Levitate. (laughs) Get a rip. (laughs) Rip your chest open. Get your Baphomet Pied Piper who who brings (laughs) out all the full frontal dudes. (laughs) Into the orgy sequence. Yeah. Everybody gets full frontal. Everybody floats. And uh, you do what you feel like, I guess. Yeah, and then chant, say ten, say ten, say ten. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Do we have a listener question today, Stacey? Uh Uh-huh. Ooh. We do. This one, this is a big one. It really is. is. Big one. Excuse me, Michael Myers. This is a big one. (laughs) That's what David Gordon Green said. You know what? He's ruined Halloween, right? Now I can't think of anything else except a little jolly down in his coveralls. I if I see Halloween Kills, I'm gonna be looking for it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be just like Laurie, alleged Laurie Strode, and I'm gonna be guzzling that wine and crying too. (laughs) 
You're slurping down my Merlot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this week's question comes from Rowan, who asks, what are your favorite non-American horror films or horror films that aren't in English by default? I mean, how much time do we have? I, I Reams and reams and reams of lists. Also, is this our same Rowan? This is our same Rowan. Who, it must be said, has animated and is working, oh is currently animated. Like right now it's like a, a skeleton animation. I don't, it's an animatic. It's right an now. animatic, that's the word. A skeleton animation. <laughs> uh, of, of, of It's doing an animatic and it ultimately is going to be a full animation of our Gaylord's opening intro. Oh my god. They sent it to us on Twitter. It's fucking amazing. I was, like, crying. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's so cool. It's so metal. It's unbelievable. I could not love anything more. So, Rowan, thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you you so much. It's amazing. We'll we'll post it somewhere so y'all can see it, too. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Anyway. Uh, so many. I I didn't write down every film that I like from non-American countries because I mean we'd be here all day. Legion, man. Legion. But I did write down a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. So, and I went. Uh, I divided them up by country. Oh wow! Good job. I just like. I, well, I just threw down all the top ones I could think of in my brain that are like the ones I watch all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it would be a nice way to, I don't know, whatever. First I, I like thought that. of a, con- a country, and then I was like, what movies do I love from that country? You know. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, okay, so. She's uh, worldly. I mean, I'm very worldly, okay? I've been to Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> when you're there, are you family? <laughs> I am family. Aww. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I've had several kinds of pastas. You've never brought me back any of the breadsticks, though, and they are unlimited. I they, do know you know this. what? We should be able to call them and be like, "We're out of breadsticks." <laughs> oh, well, sorry. We'll send a sentry right over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ding ding. I mean, are they unlimited or are they not unlimited? Can we sue them? <laughs> I think we have a class action. <laughs> I think we do. In the works. Jeez. Are there terms that I need to agree to before them that I have to stay on the premises or something? Oh, yeah. That's see, it's a small print is where they get you with those unlimited salad and breadsticks. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Italian cuisine, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> How about some Italian horror films? Some huh? Italian horror. You know, I've been feeling kind of fulchy lately. Yeah? Did you get a cream for that? I I had too many breadsticks. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I've been thinking about fulchy. I think when I posted all those 1981 horror movies, there were a bunch of fulchies on there. Yeah, he's so gross. He's so gross, but I really love his stuff. Yeah, it's good. Even if I can't. Even if I can't stomach it sometimes. I like his movies because they're crazy. They, I mean, these are the original bonkers fests. Yeah. Like. <laughs> they don't make any sense, but I love House by the Cemetery. 
It's so good. It's that's a fucking great one, right? Like, we should talk about that movie on here. Yeah, we should. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I mean, honestly, if it came down to who do you prefer, Argento or Fulci? I mean, yeah, you've got Suspiria, which is that's a like, thing, which is the Mac Daddy, but she's perfect. But overall. I feel like I enjoy more Fulci movies. I mean, when you look at consistency and quality and in enjoyment and output. Yeah. Uh, Fulci definitely has Argento beat. Argento's made, what, like four good movies? Three. Yeah. Yeah. I just, or maybe it's just that I really feel like rewatching House by the Cemetery. That could be it. That could be it, too. But I love Catriona McCall. And, like, I know that we had Daria Nicolodi on the Argento side. Yes. But I love Catriona McCall on the Fulci side. Mm-hmm. Another queen. queen. Another yeah. queen. The Beyond. Come on, man. Ugh. I mean, great stuff. One of the most amazing moments of my life was uh, watching The Beyond with a live, uh, live score by Freezy. Oh wow! To The Beyond and his. Oh my god! And he had even in his band he has this woman that does all the like Italian yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> so we're Jason and I were like we were stoned out of our minds and we're just staring at her as she's like oh! <laughs> it was so good. Wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah, the beyond is a treat. It really is. I love that fucking movie. Um Italian Suspiria obviously and a movie that I brought up to you recently, Demons. Yes! Yes! I love demons. Not just a quintessential Italian film, but quintessential 80s horror. Yes, big time. And demon film. And, uh-huh. oh, man. It's crazy. It's absolutely cuckoo kachoo. It's gross as fuck. Killer, yeah. like, 80s hair metal soundtrack. Stars one of the lo- loves of our lives, uh, Goretta Goretta. Mm-hmm. It is, like, such a movie for 13-year-old burnouts, you know? Yeah, it is. Like, I love it so much. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, Italian. Man, I could go on. Do uh, it. Well, I mean, um, let's see. Spanish films. Record. Oh, obviously. Right on my list, also. Mm-hmm. One of the can... scariest movies out there. What? I mean, just, it's, and it still holds up for me watching it. That's, yeah. you know, like, no matter how many times I see it, I still fucking love it. I still it's think it's brilliant. great. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Angela so Vidal? Well. Fucking oh. queen. Absolute queen. The uh, hero we with, deserve. <laughs> along with the Medeiros girl, who is also a queen. <laughs> yeah. You know, what would Angela Vidal be doing in this political climate? Huh? She would, she would be puking a possession slug into someone's face. <laughs> well, there's that. But she'd also be winning all the Pulitzers with her no-nonsense, uh, no-holds-barred reporting. Listen, she would be in Jeffrey Epstein's cell, like, doing <laughs> full-on record, like, figuring out the truth. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, Spanish, Who Can Kill a Child? Have you ever seen I that? I have never seen this. No, but Jason's told me about this, yeah. It's good shit, man. You should see it. Um, I mean, when you go Southeast Asia, I could be here all day oh yeah yeah there's a ton there's a ton 
Um, one that I would like to talk about on this show at some point from South Korea, the Whispering Corridors films. Oh, I've not seen these. It's a film, but the second one, Memento Mori, um, which came out early 2000s, I believe, is like lesbian, which is so unheard of Oh, for these films for, for South Korea. Interesting. Like, yeah. So we should really, but it's, you know, it's like a ghosts in a school kind of thing. And there's five films. I haven't seen the fifth, but the first four are fucking terrific. I love them. Let's do some of them. Let's do some of them. I want to get to that gay one. Yeah, we got to get to the gay shit. I mean, you can watch them. You don't have to watch all of them. They're all standalone, basically. But they're all, like, in the same school kind of thing. Also, why is it that I get tingles when I find out there's lesbians in a haunted school? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it checks so many of them. It takes me right back to college. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Lesbians in a haunted school. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Japanese films Very different than South Korean Pulse Noroi the Curse Which you have not seen We were going to watch that for found footage And then I think we didn't get to it We didn't get to that one You should see that That's a I great know. found footage film I think we need to revisit some found footage Because we did a free for all Where we talked about like 25 films Yeah, yeah I think we needed to do some in-depth reviews of some of them Yeah um, Juwan Obviously. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> very good, very good. You know it. Jeez, <laughs> um, French films. Come on. Oh, man. These uh, demented motherfuckers. Demented motherfuckers. We, you need to see In My Skin. Holy moly. Yes, yes, yes. That one, yes, you yes, really need to... need to see that one. Really. Direct, written and directed and starring Marina Devan. Um, it's... Oh, man, I'm not going to say anything. Just we mm. have to see it. It's going on top of my list. Yeah. Obviously, Martyrs. Obviously, Eyes Without a Face. I love high tension. Oh. Which we just talked about. You got your Nordic horror films. Let the right one in. Mm. And, of course, the love of my life, Thelma. Oh. I love Thelma. Oh. I know I say that. And I just leave it at, I love Thelma. And pretty soon we'll start getting questions that are like, besides Thelma, what movie do you like? <laughs> yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> um, and the lore from Poland. Thank you. I really love the lore. It is a perfect, perfect, we have to do it for this show. Yeah. It's, there is so much to talk about in that movie. Yeah, it's more fairy tale-ish than straight horror. Um, I think. I mean, I think it qualifies as a horror film, but anybody who goes in thinking it's, you know, it's a special movie. Let's put it It's that a way. Murmurs, mermaid stripper musical. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's special. It's wild. Yeah, I love it. And I guess that's enough for me. I don't have to keep talking all day. You, you say something now. Well, now I got nothing to say because you took all mine. <laughs> Uh, going down the list of some of the stuff that you did not mention, um, I, I'm going to go back in time. I'm a big fan of German expressionist horror films. Yeah, 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 yeah. And baby, these started the whole the whole story of it all. So like, um, I'm I'm a, and I mean going way farther back. I, I love uh, one of my favorite movies out there is Haxen, Witchcraft of the Ages. That that movie creeps me the fuck out. I put it on my TV every Halloween party, every Halloween night. Uh, I love that movie so much. 
Gives I'm, me the creeps. Oh, the second you see those that little devil guy and those witches, and they're like, sisters, rub the sap of Lucifer on the priest to fuck him. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, baby. Yeah. Do you know what this... Oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> um, big old fan. Um, and also, the the later 60s cut with William S. Burroughs with narration is also great. Um, I just... I love Haxon. I love cabinet of dr caligari mm-hmm. um nosferatu uh oh. vampire like these oh these films just get me faust uh fw murnau's faust they're so creative and so gorgeously made and they really spoke to their in many ways that the the sort of women's liberation power fantasy films that we're obsessed with speak to the era we're in now um, all of those films spoke to the the advent and the rise of, of fascism and Nazism in their own time. Mm-hmm. Um, it amazes me like how early they are and how beautiful and creative they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like for taking a medium that people, it's not like film had been around for a hundred years. It's like it's a brand new medium. And to just make these fucking masterpieces right out of the gate is just i don't know oh yeah and they i mean they directly uh, because that was the first time we were really doing things that were fantastic in film right beyond just like terrifying people by showing trains coming (laughs) near them (laughs) yeah (laughs) like they this these were some of the first examples of showing that we could make unreality in film um along with you know like the work of the surrealists and dadaists but and then ultimately that influenced like like that influenced um Fritz Lang when he did uh, Metropolis and like mm-hmm. that's so, like we wouldn't have this superhero CGI fest if it weren't for these really formative films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also influenced, you know, the old Universal Studios horror, especially like I think a lot of the fingerprints of these films are all over James Whale films like Old Dark House. Yeah. Um they're just so so good. So go back and watch them. They're really treasures. Um uh, other ones that I did not hear on your list. I literally I love all of your answers, and I'm just going to keep adding to it. Deep Red going to Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, Suspiria's fucking perfect, but Deep Red might have my heart. Um, mm. Because, you know, I love Suspiria. I think it's it's brilliant. It's so fun. Um, Daria wrote it. Love her forever. But I love seeing Daria act in Deep Red, and I love yeah. her character. She does spectacular hand acting. It's a great movie. <laughs> Um, also a terrifying doll. Uh, what else? Um, uh, oh, going to Japan. I love Ringu. Yeah. I I mean, the ring is great, but Ringu, that scene when she pulls back the sliding screen door and she sees her little boy watching the tape. Yeah. I, my heart fell. I was terrified. That movie is so upsetting to me, and I, I love it. Um, another one, we've we've talked about it several times on this film, but or on this podcast, but I have to keep talking about it, because it's, it's probably one of my very favorite slashers out there. Cold Prey 2. Oh, yeah. Cold Prey 1 is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Cold Prey 2 is... Yeah. It's, Cold Prey 2 is like, if Rob Zombie was an... A really, really, really good filmmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Total fantasy. Yeah. Cold Prey 2 is just fucking wicked. Um, Oh, actually, jumping back in time, too, and going back to Spain, um, when Dracula came out, the old Bela Lugosi Dracula, they did a simultaneous co-production of a Spanish Dracula. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this was this was uh, released primarily primarily for Spanish speaking audience in in Mexico, and it is in many ways such a superior film to the Bela Lugosi uh, and Edward Van Sloan version of Dracula. Um, that movie works when you watch it, you know, just from an academic lens, or if you watch it with the Philip Glass score that he recently did. Otherwise, it's a bore fest. But the Spanish language one is really solid, and it shows how much harder they were working on it when they were allowed to go on set at night to film. Mm. Um, and then uh, uh, two more. Uh, you posted about this movie, and I was I was so ecstatic that I, I, I think you liked it. Um, Train to Busan. Oh, yeah. South Korean zombie it. movie. Yeah. So fucking good. I The second you see... This, like, infected deer or fawn just laying down and then getting up and doing this insane contortionist thing as, like, this zombie deer. Yeah. First scene in the movie, and I was sold. I love Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's an excellent daddy in that film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and then another one I really, really liked and was surprised by. I, I want to watch it again and see if I'm as into it as I was the first time I saw it. Um, But it made some waves because it was the first horror film to come out of Hungary? Turkey? Wow, those are two different places. But it was the first horror film to come (laughs) out of one of those regions, and I did not do my research immediately, um, is Baskin. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. I really liked it. I want to watch it again because it definitely, a lot of people, like, had issues with its violence. It's pretty tortury. Um... But this is one where I was kind of fine with the torture because it's what happens when, like, five shitty, shitty cops, just toxic dude cops, go follow up on a case. There's a lot of um, kind of reflectivity about classism as they go and they try to uh, track down some, like, some sketchy sort of homeless things happening. They end up going into hell and they're just basically tortured by demons in hell and cultists for the entire movie. Uh, hmm. I loved it. I had a great time with it. So, yeah, I think, you know, there's a million more out there, but, um, man, these movies are so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention, have you seen Under the Shadow? Wait, what is... I think it's on Netflix right now. It's actually a British film, but it's Iranian Under language. Under the Shadow. It's Iranian language, takes place in 1979 in Iran. Um, it's a mother and daughter are left alone. And uh, a missile crashes through the apartment above them. And with it might come a bad thing. Oh, oh, no, I have not seen. And this is available on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, it's either okay. Netflix or Shudder, but I think it's on Netflix. It's it's uh, it's pretty scary it's got some little wonky cgi in a few scenes but i really love it it's It's, good okay i really love it it's a i think it's terrifically scary it's um got a great protagonist you know check oh i can't wait yeah i'll check that out another one i'm excited for that's coming up um we're gonna get it at the movie theater in a couple weeks uh is tigers are not afraid Oh, yeah. New, like, Mexican folk horror fairy tale dark moment. Yeah. Um, really excited for that one. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, America number one, obviously. I mean, duh. <laughs> let's duh. Me oh, that's me row. My foam finger ain't <laughs> wrong. <laughs> However, other However. countries have done other good stuff too. Whatever. Yeah, and ultimately those films have influenced everything that horror does <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's the German Expressionist films or the French Extremity. Look, even if we did it uh, later, we still did it first. <laughs> we still did it first and the best. America! Yeah. <laughs> Was that our second sponsored ad for the show? <laughs> that could be. Yeah. Maybe I'll type these up on the Facebook because we yeah. listed off a shit ton of films. Yeah, I think that would be welcome. I think I think yeah. we got to expand our horizons, people. Expand our cultural expand horizons. Expand them, bitch! If you haven't seen any of these movies, literally every single one of these movies is a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so check them out. Check them out, baby. But for now, I say... <laughs> Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We're done talking for you. Goodbye. <laughs> wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh- Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh my God. God. Oh Oh my God. God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, 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 ha.